And welcome to church on Easter Sunday. It's great to see so many of you here today. One of the things that I love about Easter, one of the things I love about Easter Sunday is that today, literally hundreds of millions of people around the world today, hundreds of millions of people are worshipping Jesus for rising from the grave. How incredible is that? Isn't that amazing? I think that's worthy of a round of applause, is it not, for Jesus? Hundreds of millions of people around the world worshipping Jesus for the resurrection, for rising from the grave. As I was thinking about those hundreds of millions of people, the truth is that many of those people, it's an Easter thing. And the resurrection doesn't actually make a difference in their everyday lives. They come to church on Easter Sunday, they sing a few songs, and then they go from this place, and and it was just a thing on Easter Sunday. It doesn't actually affect their everyday lives. But the truth is that some of those people that come, some of those people do actually have lives changed by the power of the resurrection. That the resurrection affects their everyday lives, that everything is different because of the truth that Jesus rose from the grave. And I suppose my question to you this morning is, where do you sit on that scale? where the resurrection actually makes a difference in your life, or if it's an Easter thing and you come once a year, and maybe it doesn't have that much that it plays out in the rest of your life. And I suppose my question to you, similar to Dave's questions this morning, was if you didn't believe in the resurrection, then would your life be any different? If you didn't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, would your life be any different? Just take a moment to pause and to think about that for a second. And I suppose if you're struggling to think of how it would be different, you've got to ask yourself, do I, do I really believe this stuff? Do I really believe that Jesus rose from the grave, that Friday didn't just happen, but that Sunday happened as well? Have I been changed by the fact that Jesus rose from the grave? Has it affected my everyday life? There was a man in the Bible, a man called Saul, and Saul was a pretty put-together type of person. He had wealth, he was held in high esteem, he was a religious leader of his day, he was looked upon by many as an upright, righteous man. He had it all together. And then this man Saul starts to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He starts to put his trust in Jesus and his life is completely changed. He went from someone who was a persecutor of Christians, someone who who sought to put Christians in prison, who sought to have Christians murdered, And when he believes in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he turns his life around 180 degrees. And he is now being persecuted for what it is that he believes. That he had an encounter with the risen Jesus. And his life was completely changed because of this encounter. Where do you sit on that scale? Has your life been changed by the power of the risen Jesus? Has it been changed? How many of you know a man called Jack Bauer? Who's heard of a man called Jack Bauer? Okay, quite a few people know Jack Bauer. CTU, counter-terrorist unit, special agent. Jack Bauer has literally saved this world many, many times. He is an incredible, incredible man, an absolute hero, Jack Bauer. And I was watching season four a while ago. Okay, and in season four... I don't want to be a spoiler too much, so sorry about this. But in season four, the Secretary of Defense and his daughter have been kidnapped by terrorists. 
The terrorists have kidnapped the Secretary of Defense and his daughter, and Jack Bauer finally finds their location. Okay, he's got their location, he's sitting outside this, this building, and he calls CTU for backup. But backup's going to be 20 minutes. He thinks, I haven't got 20 minutes to wait for backup to come. Jack Bauer, being the hero, decides, right, that's it, I'm going to go in on my own. And we, the audience, we're watching, and honestly, my heart is going crazy. My heart is pumping like mad. Because I think, Jack, but you don't know there's 50 terrorists inside. You're going to get taken out. But Jack is a hero, and uh, he decides, I can't wait 20 minutes, I've got to go in. So he goes in, and he's shooting terrorists one after another, one after another. And my heart is going crazy, my heart is pumping. And you're thinking, Jack, are you going to survive this? Are you going to come out of this alive? And in the midst of all this excitement, you take a bit of a step back, and you think, hang on a sec, this is season four. <laughs> season five is coming. And I know because I've been watching uh, the news that Kiefer Sutherland, who plays Jack Bauer, sorry to spoil that for those of you who didn't know, he's just signed three more seasons. <laughs> he's got five, six, seven. So, you know, probably in this moment, Jack Bauer is not going to die. He's probably going to be all right. He's probably going to survive this one. It's the same with James Bond. Who watches James Bond? And you're like, oh, no, he's going crazy. Is James going to survive? Of course he survives it. There's another James Bond coming in a couple of years. The point is, that's how I try and see the resurrection. Because when things get intense, when my life gets hectic, when worries come, when things don't always go the way I want them to, I have to take a step back in that moment. And it's a difficult thing to do, but to take a step back and to think, hang on a sec, I know how this is going to end. Because I know that one day, when I die, I am going to be with Jesus Christ forever in heaven. Series 4, Series 5, Series 6, Series 7 billion, forever and ever and ever and ever. I'm going to be with him, and I can take a step back when my life gets intense, because I know that Jesus is in control of my life. The resurrection, I hope, has changed my life. It's an incredible thing to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Friday didn't just happen, but that Sunday is here, that Sunday happened, that Jesus rose from the grave. Where would you say that you sit on that scale? Does the resurrection make a difference in your life? Or is it an Easter thing? This is the point in the sermon where I think about how amazing it is to be a follower of Jesus and all the great things that he's done for me. And honestly, it makes me want to beg those of you who don't believe this to put your trust and your faith in him. Because I know that this is real. I've experienced the power and the presence of Jesus in my life. And honestly, I'm tempted sometimes to, to want to argue with some of you who, who say, oh, well, yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ and I believe in this resurrection, but, but what about the Da Vinci Code? Or what about this? Or what about that? There's a phrase that Jesus uses in the Bible that no one else in the whole of Scripture uses. And the phrase go like, goes like this. He says, he who has ears, let him hear. He who has ears, let him hear. So when Jesus puts out an argument, when Jesus gives some teaching and he says a certain thing, he's basically saying, if you want to believe what I'm saying, then you'll believe it. And if you don't, then you won't. And if I was to be able to convince you that the Da Vinci Code is a load of rubbish, which it is, 
Would you then say that you would believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ? He who has ears, let him hear. And so I'm going to lay it out on the line. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3, the Apostle Paul. This was the man called Saul, who's now become Paul when he's become a Christian. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3, he says... For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. Christ died for our sins, he was buried, and on the third day rose again according to the Scriptures. Christ died for your sins. Do you know that that is true? He was buried, and on the third day he rose again. Again, and at that time, he appeared to over 500 people, and he's walking around, and he's telling people what happened, and these 500 people are changed by the fact that Jesus has risen from the grave, and they're telling everyone about it. Churches are planted. It spreads like wildfire because these people actually see the risen Jesus. Christ died for your sins. He was buried, and on the third day, he rose again. He who has ears, let him hear. Something else I want to point out before I close. And as I was reading these gospel accounts this last week of of what takes place, and actually we saw it a bit in the reading just now, that the women in Mark's account go to the tomb and they see that the stone has been rolled away. And they think, where's Jesus' body? The body's gone. And they see an angel standing there. And the angel says to them, go and tell the disciples what you've seen but also go and tell Peter. Go and tell the disciples, but also go and tell Peter. You see, that's strange because Peter was classed as one of the disciples. He was a disciple. Why does the angel distinguish between the disciples and Peter? You see, I love this because as I was reading this story again, I was reminded of of what Peter most probably went through at that time. A few days earlier, The Last Supper, Peter says to Jesus, Jesus, I will go with you to the end. I will be there until you die if I have to. I love you and I won't leave you. And Jesus turns to Peter and says, Peter, very truly I tell you, you will deny me three times. And Peter can't believe that Jesus has said this. But lo and behold, this is what happens. The next day, Peter is questioned about his relationship with Jesus. And he says, I don't know this man. A second time, I don't know this man. A third time, get away from me. I don't know this man. And Jesus goes to the cross, and he dies the most excruciating death anyone could have experienced. And Peter has run away at this point. Imagine how Peter would have been feeling. His Lord, his best friend, his Christ has gone to the cross, and he was nowhere to be seen. He's let him down. And I love this, that the angel says, go and tell the disciples, but tell Peter also, because it's basically Jesus saying through the angel, Peter, I love you. And I don't care what's happened. I don't care that you've denied me. I don't care that you've let me down. I don't care what you've done. I want you to come and I want you to be with me. I forgive you. I accept you back into my presence again. And I love this because the truth is that for some of us who come on Easter Sunday, for some of us who have maybe at one point in our life made a commitment to Christ, and along the way we've 
backslidden. Along the way, we've done things that we regret. Along the way, we've, we've let Jesus down. This is Jesus saying at this point, go and tell the disciples, but tell her also that I love her and that I want her to come back into my presence, that I care about her, that it's okay. You see, it's never too late to follow Jesus Christ. Never too late to put your trust and your faith in him that he rose from the grave on Easter Sunday. On Friday, something quite amazing happened in uh, my family. And uh, this brings a bit of a tear to my eye. My grandfather, at the age of 92 years old, gave his life to Jesus. And uh, my grandmother, who died 20 years ago, had been praying for him every single day of their marriage that he would come to a relationship with Jesus. And at the age of 92 years old, someone prays for him and he puts his trust in Jesus. You see, it is never too late to follow Jesus Christ. It's never too late to believe that he died for your sins and that he rose again on Easter Sunday. And I love that Jesus welcomes in every single person, no matter what you've done, no matter if you think you're not worthy enough to be in his presence, that he calls you today and says, come and be with me. I love you. What I'd like to do now is we're going to listen to a song. And as I was preparing this week, this song, just the lyrics, the words of this song really spoke to me. And what I'd like to say is if... If you're in that place where you feel that, that you want to come back into a relationship with Jesus, maybe you've backslidden, maybe you've fallen away over the years, maybe you've never made this commitment in your life before, and you want to say, yeah, I want to put my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ, I ask that as you listen to this song, as you look at the lyrics on the screen, that you would just say in your heart, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you for rising again on Sunday. Please come into my life and change my life, that I would be changed by the power of the risen Jesus. And also in a moment, we're going to enter into communion, where we remember what Jesus did for us on the cross. And at that time, if you'd like someone to to pray for you, there will be a few people from the prayer ministry team, and I'd ask that the prayer ministry team would come up first to receive the bread and the wine. There will be people that would love to pray for you and to tell someone of that commitment that you've made. So let's just be still for a moment, and then the song will be played and the words will come up on the screen.